good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house, and I do welcome everybody with an attitude of gratitude for our 490th episode on Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. A program that I, that is aimed at giving you health care options and discussing the real effects of drugs, how pharmaceutical companies influence our medical care. This is a self-help podcast to help you make educated medical decisions for your health. And for you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that you do have options. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little bit down, as you might hear in my voice, because we just did this program an hour ago, and the recording was corrupted. So I'm going to try and recreate it now. Well, the material is still somewhat fresh in this aging brain, but I'm trying to keep it young by giving you the same advice that the, that we have in our family. So I am grateful for everyone that tunes in. And uh, we're going to talk today ab- about the thyroid gland connection to mitochondria. We've been talking about mitochondria because we know that as Dr. Pete state, states, quote, mitochondrial metabolism is now being seen as the basic pro- pro- problem in aging and in several degenerative diseases. And all diseases are probably caused by a deficiency of energy or the inability to convert food into energy so we can function properly. If we have a flu, we don't have, we have fatigue. We don't have enough energy. If we have pneumonia, we don't have enough energy. If we have any kind of infection, our energy level goes down because we have disease. And what people are not describing and talking about in our medical practices is mitochondrial dysfunction. Most doctors here, I think, get confused about it. But I want you to try and understand that is my opinion and the opinion of other physicians in my field that all illnesses in all cases have to do with mitochondrial dysfunction. And the thyroid is integral to this paradigm. And modern scientific research as described by Mark Sloan has discovered that basically all known diseases are characterized by widespread dysfunction and metabolism. In other words, if the energy supply to your body is inadequate, what happens? Your health suffers. And a lack of health will be accompanied by symptoms. I have a headache, you know, whatever you complain about when you see your healthcare provider. 
and your healthcare provider will use those symptoms to diagnose any number of 32,000 plus officially classified diseases. But regardless of what your symptoms are, there's only one disease. And the way to recovery is to focus on that disease, that, and that is improving metabolic function within our cells. But why do I keep talking about this? Because the thyroid gland and mitochondria are closely related. And we have to think about this because life expectancy is falling. In 2016, John Hopkins patient safety experts calculated that more than 250,000 patients died each year from medical errors. In 2022, the National Institute of Health concluded that the annual death toll for medical errors could be as high as 440,000 and probably even more because of underreporting. So we have to change the paradigm of a pill for an ill. As we've talked about before, this all started with Rockefeller and, and made, he made sure that natural medicine was completely eliminated so that he could sell his petroleum products. Now there are needs for it, I'm not that naive, but in generally, if, if they work so good, how come life expectancy is falling? How come they account for 440,000 plus deaths a year? Or I thought we have to think about the basis of diseases. So thyroid hormones, they do regulate mitochondrial function. And that those hormones are T3 and T4. T4 is actually called a pro-hormone because T3 is the active hormone. And they have to do with oxygen consumption and ATP production. And remember, ATP... Production is the energy of ourselves. That's what keeps us going. And our mitochondria have a lot of functions, but basically two. Basically two functions. They provide energy and they provide immune protection. So if we have a disease, we have the flu, we're in bed and we're tired because our mitochondria are focusing on our immune system and not our energy system. If we have any disease and we're tired, we're putting a stress on the immune function of our mitochondria. So that's the T3, T4. And the mitochondria themselves are involved in thyroid hormone metabolism. They help the conversion of T4 to T3, and it depends on something called deiodinase enzymes in the mitochondria cells. And they get rid of the, the, the byproducts of that, of that reaction. They clear them out of the body. So if our mitochondria are not functioning properly, they impair thyroid hormone activity. When they are damaged or not functioning properly, they may not be adequately, they may not be able to adequately convert T4 to T3 so that you have optimal thyroid functioning. 
And in, in this cycle of life, thyroid disorders may impact mitochondrial function. Because if the thyroid is not functioning properly, the mitochondria will not function properly. And many people with mitochondrial diseases have thyroid abnormalities. Conditions that damage the mitochondria commonly cause thyroid dysfunction and vice versa. So they're very much interact with one another. And that's why I want to talk about it today. So let's uh, talk a little bit. How many, how many do we have? So you have to be a little bit patient at some times because my notes are all over the place. It's after having done this already. So thyroid hormones regulate mitochondrial function and vice versa. So the average human cell contains anywhere from 100 to 2,000 mitochondria, depending on the type of cell and its energy requirements. However, the total number of mitochondria in the body is immense. Estimates put it upwards of 1 trillion mitochondria in each person. And they are found in virtually every cell of the body, especially those that require a lot of energy like muscle cells and neuron cells and the heart cells, cardiomyocytes. These mitochondria, as I told you last week, are called powerhouses of the cell because they generate most of the cell supply of this substance called ATP which is used for chemical energy. And is there an organ that requires more energy than the heart, which is called on to repeatedly contract and pump blood through our, through our bodies? That energy comes from mitochondria, ladies and gentlemen. Heart muscle cells are called cardiomyocytes. They contain a very high number of mitochondria, anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 per cell. Per cell. They need that to, to uh, meet the high energy demand of the heart. And the mitochondria can occupy 30 to 40% of the volume of these cells. That's one cell, a cardiomyocyte, more than any other cell type. So you can see where mitochondrial dysfunction or damage can be implicated in cardiac conditions like heart failure, arrhythmias, ischemic heart disease like coronary artery disease, because the heart relies so heavily on mitochondrial function. Even small defects can have incredible oversized effects. Are you getting the picture? So this, if we don't have a, a optimally functioning thyroid, we don't have optimally functioning mitochondria and a vicious cycle ensues because basically the health of the thyroid gland is dependent on good mitochondrial function and the mitochondria are dependent on 
the T3 from the thyroid to keep creating energy. It's not that complicated. And it's been known for a long time that thyroid hormones act directly on the mitochondria so that the mitochondria can, can push out this ATP, this chemical energy. Because if you're underactive in your thyroid, you will consume oxygen very slowly because the mitochondria will be respiring, breathing slowly. You will be fatigued. So in my opinion, the thyroid is the canary in the coal mine. We have to keep our mitochondria healthy through lifestyle changes like we talked about. But we also have to be concerned with keeping our thyroid healthy. So that our mitochondria are healthy. And our mitochondria need iodine, selenium, and zinc. Huh? They need these, these, these minerals to function properly. So let's just spend a little bit of time because we know if you don't have enough T3, which is the active hormone, you're not going to feel good. And if you don't have enough iodine, which is one reason for insufficient thyroid hormone. And you don't have enough selenium or zinc, which you don't hear much about those two. But either of them, the iodine, zinc, or selenium will lead to poor activation of getting the T4 converted to T3. It means that the T4 won't convert to T3 and you will have a type of hypothyroidism. Then you'll have the symptoms of hypothyroidism. Selenium and zinc are needed to, for this conversion so we can restore our thyroid hormones and get to the root cause of the underactive thyroid. But did you, did you ever hear of a drug mugger? Well, there are drugs that mug, kill off these, these minerals. Dr. Susie Cohen has written a book about drug muggers. A drug mugger of zinc could be famotidine. If you're taking that for your reflux, famotidine. Over time, you will become zinc deficient. And as a side effect, you'll also be, as a, not a side effect, but as a side comment, you'll also be deficient in magnesium, selenium, or iodine because the pH of your gut will be changed and these minerals will no longer be absorbed properly. And by the way, you can throw B12 into that mix. But if your thyroid tests show that you're underactive and your doctor prescribes uh, a, a thyroid medication, but you don't have enough zinc, that's going to be an obstacle for you to get well because it'll be an obstacle for, 
for your body to convert T4 to T3. You want to know what else suppresses that conversion? Statin drugs, the trillion dollar drugs, a billion, it's really billion, but it's crazy how, how many statins have been used with very little effect. So do corticosteroids, steroids. Of course, with statins, you not only have the, the conversion of T4 to T3 inhibited, you're also blessed with muscle damage. So acid blockers, proton pump inhibitors, anything that changes the pH and the milieu of your stomach will inhibit drug and mineral absorption. ACE inhibitors, diuretics. Okay, so it's, uh, you know, we were dealing with systems, not just an individual thyroid. We're looking at a whole system, the whole human body. So that's why I like the uh, engineering take on, on medicine because they are system driven. So we have to treat our, our thyroid properly. And as we've talked about lifestyle factors, the, the ones that can influence the epigenetics of our, of our life. And we've talked about sleep. You have to get a good eight hour sleep. And we talked about the glymphatic uh, system in our brain that drains out all the poisons in our brain and our brain shrinks down 60% at night. Really important. It's important for your thyroid. It's important for your mitochondria. It's important that you eat an extremely nutrient-dense diet. Get rid of the junk food, the ultra-processed foods. Eat that rainbow. Eat those fruits and vegetables. Avoid sugar, please. And process foods which are going to tax your mitochondria. We've talked about toxins, right? The skin being the largest organ of the body. Anything you put on there is going to be absorbed and bypass the liver and get right into your system. They make your mitochondria work really hard. That includes excessive alcohol, sorry to say. But the chemicals in our everyday household and beauty products like we talked about last week. We need to get our meat off the seat and we need to exercise every day. People with daily exercise regimens have greater densities of mitochondria in their cells. That's going to translate into more energy. And if we do have a disease, it's going to leave more mitochondria to produce energy as well as fight the infection through uplifting our immune system. And intermittent fasting has been shown to increase mitochondria. And that could be just cutting our window of eating down to 12 to 16 hours a day. And it's important for us to have enzymes. That's why I really talk a lot about zyme essence, the strongest uh, systemic enzyme. Because your body runs out of enzymes as we get older, and these enzymes are needed in our mitochondria. Zymesis, ladies and gentlemen. I don't make any money off it, but I do believe in it. I do take it because when you run out of systemic enzymes and you run out of dopamine, you die. 
So we need this for our mitochondrial function. So we want to keep the health of our mitochondria. We want to keep the health of our thyroid optimal. And exercise, diet, sleep, and some nutritional supplements. And we'll get into that during the next program. But for now, just, just think about the concept. The thyroid hormone is important for our health and the health of our mitochondria. So if you have a hypo underactive thyroid condition, you'll have problems with the production of what? ATP. And ATP is important for energy production. You don't have enough ATP, you have decrease in energy. But you know, that ATP is also important for neurotransmission and muscle contraction and cardiac function and platelet function and liver function. So having a hypothyroid condition affects a lot of other areas. And we fix that and we fix our mitochondria. So thyroid really is the canary in the coal mine. So I don't want to leave without again emphasizing the fact that you it is really important to limit your electro Magnetic Frequency Exposure, EMF. It can make or break your mitochondrial health. That's how important it is. So if you want to maximize and heal and maximize your mitochondrial function, you must minimize your EMF exposure. So to maximize your mitochondria, you have to minimize your EMF exposure as much as possible. And remember, even the World Health Organization, as corrupt as it is, classifies cell phone radiation as a 2B carcinogen back in 2011. But even may now be classified as a 2A. We're talking about electric fields, magnetic fields, radio frequencies. Keep your cell phone in airplane mode. Remember, distance is your friend. So if you're not using it, keep it in airplane mode. Don't sleep with that thing near your bed. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Some people go as far, if they're really electric sensitive, to turn off the breakers in their bedroom because of the emission of dirty electricity. So EMF is inflammatory, and it is a mitochondrial damaging agent. And don't forget about methylene blue, right? And we talked about that last week. That might be the secret to mitochondrial dysfunction overall. 
And Dr. Pete again, P-E-A-T, by the way, if we learn to see problems in terms of a general disorder of energy metabolism, then we can begin to solve them. In other words, if we think of most diseases that doctors diagnose in forms of energy, we can get to the root cause of it. And therapies that can target this metabolism for repair are now available in the frontiers of medicine. And one of the least expensive ones, and that's easily obtainable with virtually no side effect, is methylene blue. It protects mitochondrial respiration in your body. It decreases oxidative stress. It decreases the stress of overactivity and, and taking toxic products. Methylene blue, ladies and gentlemen, might be the most potent metabolic therapy around. Uh, I think, as I said last week, it was the first patented drug. So with everything we talked about, lifestyle changes, keeping your thyroid healthy, the addition of methylene blue, will keep you healthy. And the reason I mention methylene blue is not only because of mitochondria, it's been known to increase thyroid function. And your body will benefit from that little bit of increased metabolic rate because you'll have more energy production. Methylene blue will increase oxygen consumption. It's a potent antioxidant, similar to vitamin E. And for you men out there, methylene blue will increase testosterone. Okay, so you want to ask your healthcare provider about it. See if he knows about it. The 10 benefits of methylene blue. I don't think I went through this last week. It's an antidote for chemical poisoning and overdose. It's an anti-malarial drug. It's a virus warrior. It, it helps against dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. It's a cognitive enhancer, a brain-boosting powerhouse. Helps with depression, autism, pain, healthy heart, and maybe cancer. That I don't know for sure. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is take number two on the canary in the coal mine that could keep you fatigued and tired and no energy. So what do we do on a practical level about the no energy? Well, let's, let's, let's start with measuring our temperature because our body temperature is regulated by our thyroid gland. Grab a thermometer. If your temperature is closer to 97.5 Fahrenheit or 35 degrees centigrade, rather than 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees centigrade, and you're having a hard time getting out of the bed in the morning, 
you may have hypoactive thyroid. If your body temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit and your metabolic rate is high, congratulations. Go play around the golf. Measure your pulse because an elevated heart rate can be an indication that you have too much stress hormones. And those stress hormones may be artificially raising your body temperature, make your, making you appear to have a good metabolism when it is really not. So count your pulse for 60 seconds. If it's between 70 and 85 beats per minute, and your body temperature is like 98.6 degrees, and there's no stress involved. But if it's above 85 beats a minute, it means stress is high and your thyroid is malfunctioning. Dr. Broda Barnes, an MD, PhD, used body temperature as a technique for diagnosing hypothyroidism, wrote many books, noted all over the world, as his best book was uh, The Unsuspected Diagnosis, Hypothyroidism. Keep those two tests in mind. Okay, and we'll be you'll be on your way to being healthy without drugs, not healthy with drugs. So, does health mean the absence of disease? Well, you know, disease don't happen overnight. You get sick little by little by little, and all of a sudden, you you know, you can't get up. You have a neuropathy. You have a whatever. So, we want to keep ourselves in maximal functioning every day. So you've been listening to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and right here on Podbean. So if you like it, give me a like and uh, refer your friends to podbean.com. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry I'm a little short, but this is the second take of this podcast. So have a great day. I'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. When the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house